Hello and welcome to Playing and Simple. I'm Lockie, joined by Harvey as always. Hello, good to be here once again. It is good to be here, Harvey. Um, and something that uh, you know we're not known for on this podcast is is talking about what's currently going on in mm. the world of sport. We yep. we more like to to talk generally about the world of sport, things that have happened in it, past history, yep. games, etc. Keep it broad. Which is why we've, uh, you know, it's why you've not heard from us talking uh, about perhaps the biggest thing that's gone on in Australia for the last 20 plus years. Yeah, I'd, I'd say biggest event, certainly sporting wise, since the Olympics. I would agree. We are, of course, talking about the FIFA Women's World Cup. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a time it has been in our in our country for the last month. Yep. Um and and I'm not I'm not ashamed to say I'm surprised. Yeah. I, but like if you asked me a month ago, it was a month ago I was going, oh, how nice. A, a World Cup in our country, <laughs> yeah. this will be fun. This will be fun. Well, I think it snuck up on people, right? It snuck up a little bit, the, didn't it? The sort of grandness, the festival atmosphere that surrounded the whole tournament. Yeah. Um and course the way that the Matildas got rallied around and the support offered yeah. to them and the way that they played yeah um I think the lot with that I think the loss against Nigeria mm. in the second game was actually big it was a turning point for getting around the Matildas yeah. especially when they backed it up with a 4-0 win over Canada oh, that was a big moment that was a moment where Australia collectively said this is a team that we are proud to support. Yeah. And also, the, how far can they go? How far can they you go? Know, we, we love the underdog story, but from that win came belief. Yes. There was belief that this team was unbelievably good, had all the characteristics that you look for in a team you want to support, but a winning team as well. Yeah, the, it was a team that had everything that Australians like to believe Australia is about, being Really good at a sport, but still being the underdog. Yep. <laughs> still having a point. chance of winning, but having a chance of knocking over some of the big teams. <laughs> yeah. That's where Australia likes to play. Because once Australia gets too good or too dominant, we turn away a little bit. Well, then the expectation We're is to win. expected to win a cricket yeah. World Cup or you know, the Ashes. or, or And obviously rugby league is like we're, we're so dominant at rugby league <laughs> that we don't even bloody bother watching the international <laughs> That's game. That's it, yeah. Whereas... This Matilda's team had the perfect mix. Come into the tournament ranked 10th in the world. Yeah. Which means, you know, still underdogs against those big teams, but can mix it, mix it with them. Yep, for sure. Um, and, and they did. Yeah, they did. I they mean, absolutely uh, did. It culminated with that win over France, right? That was the big hurrah moment. Mm. Took it all the way to penalties. Yes. Um, Mackenzie Arnold being unbelievable between the sticks to keep Australia's Dreams alive and take them through to the next round. Yeah. Um, that penalty shootout was one of the greatest moments of my life. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not ashamed <laughs> to admit that. Like, that was one of the greatest moments of my life. It, just from a sporting perspective, like purely the way the game unfolded, the chances that both teams had, the way that the game was played, you could not write a better, more dramatic um 120 minutes of football no, and penalties. You couldn't do and it. And then the narratives around it, obviously the underdog story, the host nation, pushing it all the way to pens, keepers stepping up to take pens. Like 
Oh, this God. stuff does not happen every day, and it's good to take a moment to appreciate it, to recognise how yeah. special it is. Yeah. Um, and what a good job that everybody's done to yeah. to get behind it. And beyond and beyond the sporting field, obviously, sport sporting wise and underdog wise and skill level wise, the team had everything that Australia needed to be able to get behind it. Yeah. But I got to give it up for the characters amongst this team, the people, the humans. I got, I'm, I'm one of the many people that going into the World Cup before really getting to know what was going on, I had obviously heard of Sam Kerr. Mm-hmm. I knew Ellie Carpenter just because she featured in a lot of like rebel sport campaigns and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'd heard of Mary Fowler. I remember seeing her score a goal, I think it was in the Olympics last year. Yeah, right. Um, as a young 18, 19-year-old. And I remember going, all right, cool. It's good to know that we got we got someone like that. Yeah, youth pretty coming good, through. Bit of youth coming through. But I really had no idea about the team. I wouldn't be able to name any of the other players. Mm. Um, and now I went through a team photo the other day. I named all but three. All but three. That's excellent. Mate. All but three. We and won't I, name the I'm, three. Well, I've taken missed. it upon myself to make sure that I, I, I was like, okay, let me figure out who those three yeah. are. And I've now gone away and I can now name those three. Oh, good so on So I can now name the entire Matilda's FIFA World Cup squad. <laughs> Fantastic. Wouldn't be able to do it off the top of my head, but if I looked at their faces, yeah, I'd be yeah, like, all right, that's, the, that's that person. That's that. Um, and so full credit to them. I, you know, the Matilda's uh, – Social media pages have been doing a great job yep. getting helping us to get to know the team. I've spent many a night up all night just looking at TikToks and if it's not a Matilda's related one, I just skip past. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's all that my algorithm wants to feed yep. me and rightly so it should at the moment. And they've all been incredible role models as well, you know, yeah. ad- advocates for the game, for women's sport. And this competition was as good as any other major sports competition that's been put on worldwide. And so everything should be equal in terms of the opportunities, the pay. It's a level playing field. When mm. they're producing quality like this and mm. with the characters that they are, we need to get behind it more. We can't just let this be a flash in the pan, good moment. We'll remember this World Cup, but we need to sustain this. Yeah. This level of support, invest it as well into the grassroots level and the Matildas could be the iconic Australian team for decades to come. Well, apparently, according to something, I can't remember what the heck it was, I saw something that said that the Matildas the Matildas brand yeah. has risen in value by like $100 million oh. or something and is now currently the most valuable Australian sporting brand oh, well, out of I, all of them. It does not surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me. But it's, uh, well, that just puts numbers to you Number know, the one. meteoric rise that... They've experienced that we've all been on the journey with them. Yeah. But let's keep it going, you know? Let's absolutely do it. I um also if you haven't checked it out, I don't know if you've checked it out on Disney Plus, there's a uh, the documentary, Matilda's The World at Our Feet. I started watching that as uh as the Matilda's fever within me grew and I was just needing more <laughs> Matilda's content. Yeah. Um that was great. Really good good way to see where all the players are at. No egos in this team. Yeah. There's no egos. They're all in the same there's there's just something beautiful about it. There you I go. love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Yeah. The beautiful game. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of other sports where there'd be like someone like a Sam Kerr would have, would, would, would have a bit of a, yeah, the, a bit of a, superstar ego, mentality. Of superstar mentality, whatever. There's none of that in this team. Yeah. I just love them. I love them <sighs> too. And I hope that Matilda's fever doesn't die away amongst no. the Australian public. Yeah. Let's um, keep it up. Let's absolutely keep it up. You know, the next Women's World Cup's four years away. Four years it away. Won't be in Australia or New Zealand. No. Um, but. 
we'll still be tuning in. But apparently Australia is bidding for the Asian Cup. Oh, the that's Women's Asian Cup in yep. 2026. Yes, nice. So that would be epic if that That happened. would be huge, yeah. that's, you know, we do love the underdog mentality, but that would be almost favourites for that one. Yeah, you'd, you'd imagine so. And the more Matildas games we can get on home soil, the... Yeah, the more we can support them, the yeah. better. Olympic qualifiers in Perth in October. Oh, really? Yes. I don't know. That, we're That's coming right. around that fast. I know. And they're at, currently at some small stadium. I reckon they need to be oh, moved they'll over. Be bumped to, up. Yeah. I reckon they need to be bumped up to Optus Stadium out there in Perth. Yeah, they must be. Because they're going to bloody sell out. And well, this is just the way it is now. October, there's no AFL or anything on over there. It's just the way it Cricket is Cricket season wouldn't have started. So, nah. what? yeah, get them in Optus. Whenever Matilda's playing Sydney, I'll be there. Yeah. That's what I can say. <laughs> I'll be there. You and 80,000 others. Me and 80,000 others, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how crazy it happened. Absolutely. It's a great World Cup for all. Yeah. What well under Spain, of course, on winning it. Mm. Taking on uh, your native England. <laughs> yeah. Because that was, it, yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. We don't have to talk about that. No, nah, but, but it was a good Spain. penalty save. How about that penalty yeah, save? Yeah, that, that could have turned the whole game around. It the could momentum have. could have shifted. It could have. It felt like it was, and then it didn't. And, and it didn't. They just, yeah, I mean, they were the better team on the side, on the day. Um, it's a shame to say, but yeah, two losers across the weekend with Australia missing out on that third place bronze medal. Yes. And then England going down in the final. Worst well, night. At least well, for me, it was poor, but... Yeah, Aston Villa won four 0 that night, so it was okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there the small go. wins, there. one out of three. There you go. Um, who's your favourite Matilda? <laughs> I mean, Courtney Vine oh, ha- yes. has to take mm. iconic status for me for hitting that winning penalty because, yes, as we've spoken about, that game is one of the most legendary moments in Australian sport, and to be the one who puts the cherry on top and secures the victory, I mm. think, takes the cake. What That's about you? Enough. My fave is Ellie Carpenter. Yeah. Um, just because she's a little sweetie um, and <laughs> plays real good soccer. Yeah, fair play. Um, I'd give a shout out to Mackenzie Arnold as well. Oh, <laughs> Macca. Everybody loves the goalkeeper, but I, yeah. Um, That's yeah, true. She proved her worth time and time again, kept Australia in the fight. She was immense in yeah. that penalty shootout. Holy crap. That was insane. 100%. So I just, yeah, just love the Matildas. Love the Matildas. <laughs> Good to talk Matildas with you, Harvey. <laughs> we'll do it again soon. We'll, we'll try. Yeah. Till next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>